0: From recruiting and consulting firm RyderFlex, I'm your host, Steve Urban, and here is your RiderFlex podcast episode of the day. Uh, let's, let's talk about yourselves personally a little bit. Monica, we'll just go with you. Give us the, yeah, give us the, you said you grew up in the Midwest, so give us the overview, family stuff, where you grew up, go for it.
1: Uh, I was raised in Danville, Illinois, which is two hours directly south of Chicago. It's right on the Indiana-Illinois border. Okay. And I'm um, an only child, uh, both my mom and my dad. Um, little tiny town is part of, in terms of African diaspora, it was, there was a train that went from Mississippi up to Chicago. Um, and in this particular town, during that period of time, they made bricks. And so that's why my family ended up in, in Danville. Okay. And um, on my street. So I would walk to school. And on my street, there were six members of my family. So on the way home from school, I would stop at every member's house and get a snack and watch
0: some
1: <laughs> so It was an idyllic place to grow up. Um, from there, yeah. I went to boarding school in New Jersey and undergrad in DC and med school in Nashville. So I've kind of moved around a little bit.
0: Well, you kind of cruised past that education. That's pretty good education, med school, right? So should we call you Dr. Williams?
1: I would prefer you didn't. So. <laughs> Actually, I've forgotten more than I know. But I mean, I guess technically it's correct.
0: Yeah, I mean, congratulations. That's a very nice. Ed- I mean, great education, by the way. Um, how was the boarding school? Was that tough on you?
1: Um, I will tell you, it was defining for me. So going from a little tiny town in the Midwest to a, to right. I went to Lawrenceville, which is in, um, it's an hour away from New York City. And so from a, just from a geographic location, it was very different because New Jersey is very gloomy. But then also from a demographics perspective, Danville was a very blue collar town. We had three big factories there to a place where it was primarily very wealthy people. It was international, but you know, primarily wealthy and Caucasian was really a big change. And so um, the first year was really challenging. And then I kind of found my stride and I really enjoyed it. And I'd say that um, it was, really a good situation for me. I, I learned a lot. I was challenged. I was certainly really well prepared for college. Um, yeah, it was great. What'd your folks do? My mom uh, was an educator for 30 years and my dad was an engineer. They got divorced when I was seven. So he went on and he's, he does uh, consulting now, IT consulting. But yeah, my mom and my granddad and my great granddad were all teachers or professors.
0: Ah, I see. Okay. Is, is that what you were thinking when you went on to get your doctorate, that you would be a professor? Was that the plan?
1: Absolutely <laughs> not. My mother told me from the time I was very small, I couldn't be a teacher. I would
0: make any money. Really? Okay. So that was never, that was never. All right. Gotcha. All right. Were you close to your, were you, were you close to your father too, or not, not close to him? Are you close now? How's that work?
1: I'd say, yeah, now we are. Um, I always have a great time. He lives in Dallas and he's got a boat and, uh, we go down and have a great time. He's awesome.
0: Well, Lake Louisville, where, what lakes does he go on?
1: Um, I don't know the name of the lake. He lives in the colony, which is outside of Dallas.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So yeah. It's, there's okay. a, a smallish lake, but he keeps his boat out there. And it's a it's a really cool little community where they they all go out and drink and hang out every day. So it's fun. Uh,
0: uh, <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and he's not retired? No, he still works. He's still working. He's wow. Still okay.
1: working. Yes, it's, it's all from home. He's done um, consulting work from home for. Decades now. And I mean, I guess if you don't have to stop, why stop?
0: Well, I guess my that's mother true, is right? retired. Yeah. Your, your mom's retired. Okay. What does her day consist of? Hang out with the girls?
1: No, my stepdad and she uh, watch a lot of TV. She does. She crochets. Uh, she talks okay. on the phone quite a bit. She has, it's interesting. She still lives in Danville. She's got a crew that is, um, she's really tight with. So okay. any given day, there are probably four or five people that are at her house. She cooks. Okay. Um, they hang out and do stuff. I mean, Danville's like 25,000 people. There's not a lot to do there. So whatever happens, happens at the house.
0: Okay. Gotcha. And how about yourself now? Are you, are you married kids? Are you single? You got a partner, spouse? What, what's, what's, what's the, what's the, what's the situation with Monica?
1: Uh, I am married. That's actually how I ended up in Atlanta. And, um, I got a, uh, great 14 year old daughter.
0: Oh, okay. Congratulations. Very nice. 14. Wow. That ties right into the business, doesn't it?
1: It does. Oh, it's, it's shocking because that's actually exactly how the business started. Okay. Um, okay. I'll let Dana start that story.
0: All right. All right. Dana, how are you, Dana? Let's let's let's, let's learn about Dana Roberts. Tell us something. <laughs> Go for it.
2: How are you? I'm Dana. And um, <clears throat> let's see. Background. I'm born and raised in Atlanta. Um, the product of I am the only child <clears throat> um, by... A single mother my mother actually adopted me oh okay when uh she was freshly divorced and uh she's from mobile alabama and she transitioned from mobile after her divorce and moved to atlanta
0: mm-hmm.
2: and uh she decided that she wanted to adopt a child and she was actually the first black woman to adopt in the state of georgia
0: really and wow, seriously, wow. Which, that's, wow, that's which is crazy.
2: Cool. And I'll tell wow. my age, which was in
0: 1973.
2: Wow. Interesting. It like, like, wow, like that wasn't that long ago. But, no,
0: wow. Pretty
2: um, cool. Pretty cool. So she wanted a baby and so she adopted me. So it's just been me and her ever since then. Had an amazing childhood. And um I grew up in Atlanta, product of Atlanta public schools, and that'll tie in kind of to, that will tie into Red Drop. And um, uh, went to amazing schools and uh, went to undergrad at Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University, FAMU in Tallahassee. Okay. Um, Studied uh, theater and education and uh came back home
0: were you going to be an actress were you going to go to hollywood and be an actress (laughs) what was was the deal
2: uh you know i thought i would i thought actually not really um um hollywood i really wanted to go to broadway really really okay yeah musical theater that was kind of my thing um but really um came back to atlanta and started teaching theater in um school yeah Okay. And, and so that kind of drove my passion uh, to teach. I got married. I have three beautiful children 22 who uh, 22 year old who was about to graduate from SCAD. Awesome. Summer, and I have a 16 year old uh, and a 13 year old.
0: Ooh, man, 13 and 16. And then Monica's got 14. You guys get to talk about all those fun teenager things.
2: <laughs> um, but <laughs> I. Um, My godbrother, this is how Monica and I met, my godbrother and uh, Monica are married.
0: Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I see this. Okay, gotcha. And
2: so um, I've known, of course, we are. So I don't remember a time in my life where I didn't know him because my mother and his mother were were friends. She actually helped raise me.
0: Now, when he first introduced you to Monica, were you like, "Yeah, I don't know if you're good enough for my <laughs> god brother"? What, what's the deal here? No, it was fine. <laughs> no, absolutely fine. No, 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 it wasn't
2: like that. No, it was fine. So, I mean, and so this is how kind of we, this is how Red Drop, you know, came to be. Okay. Honestly, um, and this, I mean, so it really was born out of me. Um, Like I said, I was an educator and still am an educator um, and started in the classroom where I saw a need for girls. Um, Yeah. And so, I mean, I can go into that story. The story is, you know, purely organic. I mean, with having a classroom full of girls and I was, you know, in a single gender environment Uh and having, most of those girls start their period with me
0: what and what grades what grades were you teaching
2: i was teaching fifth grade at that time
0: okay gotcha
2: and that's that's around the time when they are about 10 or 11
0: mm-hmm.
2: and uh having those girls start their cycle with me and most of them weren't prepared
0: mm-hmm.
2: and i was like wow and yep. so, you know at first it was really kind of a selfish like wow, I have two daughters, (laughs) you know, I never want them to not be prepared,
0: you know, like,
2: and then the educator kicked in and was like, I have all of these girls in my reach, you know, I have to make sure that they're taken care of.
0: Yeah, yeah, your first thought was not really running a business, probably was just like, how can I help these (laughs) girls? How can I help? Right,
2: right, you know, my first thought was my own children, and then my second thought was like, all of these children, right, Mm -hmm. then, Mm. Then the the you know the kind of the entrep- entrepreneurial like business, like, you know, I have to touch multiple children. And now I really look at it like I need to impact generations. I need to impact, you know, girls to worldwide and generations to come. If I can impact one, one girl, I feel like I can change the trajectory of generations in her family.
0: Well, tell me how, tell me how it came to be though. T- talk to me about how the business came to be. Were you like, are you a happy hour with Monica one night and you're telling her like, Oh man, none of these girls are ready. Like, Holy cow. You wouldn't believe, are you just kind of talking to her about it? And then you guys formulate it. Well, maybe, maybe we switch back over to Monica. Tell me, how does that happen? Is she talking to you about it, Monica? Or how does it formulate?
1: No. So at the time I, a so, um, Red Drop is my third startup. Okay. Um, uh, my first one. All passimals. It was a, uh, a pacifier that was um, revolutionary in its own way, and uh, it was, it was, this was during the beginning of that. And I was still packing them in my house, and okay. I would have people come over and pack these orders for me. And I like had hundreds of things to get out, and I would have friends and family come over and pack pacifiers into these packages. So Dana was one of the victims one weekend and, she I comes over me and says, Hey, I have this period idea. And I was like, that's stupid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, like, <laughs>
0: yeah you're like, listen, we got like 50 packages. We got to get out today. I don't need to, you know?
1: <laughs> right. So, and I mean, I, would say that really, it was more that um, at the time my child was an infant. So and I just, it, in my head, she was never going to have a period. And I, do you have kids, Steve?
0: I do. Yeah. Four grown children. Yep. All right, yep. One remember, daughter.
1: Okay. So do you remember when like they were born and you would go into these kids sections and they'd be like big, like, you know, like even just like a four T right. You'd be like, yep. my kid's never going to be that. Right. It's like craziest <laughs> thing. that This like little humans going to grow. That's kind of where I mentally I was. And I was like, okay, that's dumb. Um, but then fast forward 10 years and she starts to get, you know, girl parts yeah it's <laughs> like, oh, this is actually gorgeous. from the this is doctor <laughs> and this is that's happening. from the doctor's team like,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so then Whoa. I called Dana and I'm like, hey, uh, about that period thing and of course didn't answer the phone or call me back. So <laughs> a really
0: smooth start. Was there a gap? was there like a year or two like there were it was a pretty big gap when Dana first brought it up until like 10 years. so they're really there really was well, oh okay, 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 so there was a. Wow, wow. All right.
2: I mean, and during that time, I was just really just putting kits together myself, just still servicing girls the way I could within my, you know, I see city, you know, but not on a scale of red drop.
0: Were you thinking business or were you thinking I'm just helping for now?
2: Yeah, no, I wasn't thinking, well, I think, you know, I tried to start. A business i i mean in a sense where i just called it first person it was like a little kind of cute thing
0: okay
2: it, in a, nowhere in a scale of what me and monica had, had
0: okay no. okay, so, okay. <laughs> all right so 10 years goes by monica's got monica's got these other businesses she's now becoming a serial entrepreneur right so your friend is like right. a serial entrepreneur you're like she knows she knows how to get this started the business aspect of it She's got the experience and then and then what happens, Monica, your daughter starts to hit puberty and then you called Dana and you're like, okay, let's talk more. Talk to me. Right. Talk and
1: to so you. then through that process, we really, so um, for me, it was kind of a matter of scale. And so we started really thinking of was this um, a, a business or maybe this is just something that we do to help people. And what we, what we learned from that process was that there's a big gap that exists between when a girl starts her period at, you know, 8, 10, 12, to products that exist typically for grown women. And so when you go, I mean, when we talk to people and we say, oh, we have, we're doing feminine hygiene. The thing that I think happens in their head is, is you walking into Walmart or Target or Walgreens, and there's 30 feet of aisle of than yes. the hygiene products. Why in the world would you wanna do something like this? Mm-hmm. But the reality is that there's nothing that really is made for a girl. And so a girl in the US when she starts her period is about 90 pounds, she's about five feet tall. She still probably has PE or sports, so she's way more active mm. and she doesn't have access to a bathroom like a grown woman. So mm-hmm. you know, if I wanted to use a product and I something happens, I can just run into the bathroom anytime I want. Mm-hmm. This young woman has to raise her hand somehow expresses she needs to go to the bathroom, get permission mm-hmm. and go to the bathroom. So the products that are made for her have to be really different. And that's, that just was missing in the marketplace.
2: Right.
0: Gotcha, okay. All right, and then at some point, do you guys do the, form, the, the formal LLC operating agreement? What, what, at some point you're like, we're going to start a business here.
1: We right. do, and so we, we, we went through a lot of iterations. Um, we started with an LLC. Okay. And we've had we've had a lot of people kind of come and go. uh oh. there are there so there are technically three co-founders, but we've had a lot of people kind of come and go because you know, I mean, Steve, you I've know, guessed Startup
0: startup life's not for, life everybody. for everybody. No. <laughs> I mean, there's
1: no money, there's a yeah. lot of work, there's a lot yeah. of mistakes, there's a lot of trial and error. Yeah. Yeah. And um You know, I'd obviously seen that before. This one has been a little bit more challenging. This has been a a much longer road. This has taken us two full years of full execution to really get from start to launch. And I I can't say that anything else has taken quite this long, but um, I also feel like this opportunity and this our mission is way bigger than anything else I've ever really tried to tackle too.
0: Give us, give us the, as it stands today, give us the three minute elevator pitch for Red Drop as it stands today. Like if you were on Shark Tank and you're doing a quick three minute deal, boom, give it to me.
1: So Red Drop is a uh, feminine hygiene brand that's made for girls as they start their period. Uh, We make products that are designed for girls, not women. And we provide information for girls, moms, and dads the The goal of Red Drop is to grow to include period products and life change products as women develop from girl all the way through menopause.
0: Right. Okay. Very good. And Dana, are you um, you're 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 live with revenue, right? You can order the product. You you have, is it direct to the consumer from the website? Is it on Amazon? Talk to us a little bit about where the business stands right now from a revenue perspective and how you buy it.
2: You can buy it live uh, on our website. Okay. Uh, direct to consumer. We okay. are. We have products ready to ship straight. You
0: ready. Okay. And and mm-hmm. how long have you been selling at this point? How how long have you been live with selling goods? Two weeks. Oh, two two weeks. really? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. You can also buy us on Walmart.com.
0: Yes. Wow. Uh, how long has that been active? Is that all just two weeks? That's been you guys been up for, for a couple of weeks. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Wow. Perfect timing to come on to the rider flex podcast. Okay. Very good.
1: Well, the yeah. other things I, I want to cut you off Dana. I want you to, to piggyback mm-hmm. on this, but really in, in, in honor of Dana's mission, we also um, sell through or sell to. Well, schools. that's
2: what I was going to say. Okay. Go, yeah. on, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I was just going to say, and we also sell to schools, which is really important to us and through schools, um, ah. Yeah, because it's really, I mean, most, I mean, when you think about it, girls spend a great deal of their time non COVID in schools. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the likelihood of a girl starting their cycle in school is extremely Mm
0: -hmm. great. Mm
2: -hmm. Great um, idea.
0: Great idea. How do you get the schools to open up their budget purse strings and pay for this stuff? Who's, who's who's making that sales call?
2: <laughs> well, um, we have our other co-founder that is making some of those calls. Um, okay. The relationships that I have as well, you know, just locally within Atlanta. We are in some districts here um, okay. in Atlanta. Um, we, we're there. Um, and we're definitely looking to be, you know, nationwide in other districts. Um, we're making those calls. I mean, okay. but- to me, um, it's just as simple as if you have a Chromebook, you know, if we're supplying Chromebooks, if we're supplying just basic mm-hmm. necessities, this is a necessity. You now, yeah. and, with, and with the shift of um, the conversations that we're having nationwide, and honestly, we're having worldwide, like, where I think it's Sweden or Switzerland just remove the stigma of of saying uh, there are no taxation and actually they're offering free menstrual products um, to women in Switzerland um, we need to we need to be having those types of conversations for our girls and mm-hmm. it just doesn't make sense
0: what happens right now does do, does the student have to purchase it or it's if you sell something to a school, it's it's a free offering to the student. How does that work?
2: It's a free offering to the student if if the if yeah, if the school purchases it, yes. Okay. Um, it's really a difficult conversation up front. And I, I think what the conversation is, is purchasing a product that is made for a girl. Because mm-hmm. when you go to the clinic. You're literally
0: getting a product that's made for a woman. You know, um, right here is probably a good time for me to insert this. So, my wife, uh, I, you know, of course, we seem like we all work from home now, but anyway, Rider Flex is 100% remote. So, when my wife is not working, and she's around, she'll see me getting ready for a podcast, and I'll, I'll, I'll often, you know, talk to her about who the guest is going to be. And when I was studying your website and I was looking at you guys, I'm getting ready it's just like Monica said my first reaction was well isn't there like aisles and aisles of this stuff in the store like already this is exactly what I was thinking Monica this morning I'm like well I don't know how, how they're gonna like and I walked and my wife's standing in the hallway and I'm like hey I'm about to do this interview you know what do you think about this idea and she just she just immediately got aggressive with her responses she goes yes she goes yes that we need that she goes there's nothing made for girls that weigh under 100 pounds and and my wife is like five hundred and fifteen pounds, and she's like even me today. I buy this stuff, and it's made for larger people. And and she she was very um, passionate with her response on it. When I, and I was, and I kind of caught me off guard. I was like, oh, okay, I guess there's there's a there's a there's definitely a need. So anyway, mm-hmm. my wife was an immediate fan, and she confirmed the fact that there is a need for the product.
2: We love uh, your wife.
0: <laughs> 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 yes.
2: And also, like, with our school kids, we have a QR QR code for the kid, and we also have panties. Great, good job. Oh,
0: okay, okay.
2: So with that QR code, like, a girl, I mean, in the stall, just the emotional kind of, Mm, like, you know, girls just just in that moment, the girl can literally scan the QR code, and they're going to have a message, and they're just that message is going to just walk them through the whole entire process
0: great idea to put on
2: head you know and they're going to have the whites because they're going to be it's going to be a mess you know it's just it's it just really tries to help them through the actual moment um wow it's it's just because it's an emotional ride it mm-hmm. really, even if it's their first time or their second time it just it just helps them in that time.
0: Great idea, great idea, yeah. great idea. Have you thought? Have you yeah. thought about actually having a chat, like somebody like a live chat person that can chat with them? Or that's not that you probably thought about it. I'm sure.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah It's interesting because, especially in you know, healthcare is such a debate in our country. It we yeah. one of the things that we'd like to do, and that we're we're moving towards doing more in a, a, a digital space is providing. Um, can't say medical advice per se, mm. but a medical chat for people who maybe just want to have the answer to something in the comfort of their home, or mm-hmm. they, um, maybe they don't have access to healthcare and they have a question about something that's going on. We'd like to offer, um, a more of a medical chat with a health professional, healthcare professional.
0: Mm-hmm. Very good. So you're often running and you're, so you're selling direct. You are still selling, I guess, you, I guess you could call it wholesale for lack of a better term to the schools. I don't know. um um, yeah that that's a two 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 great revenue streams um and walmart.com of course they're taking their their margins a little smaller there but still great revenue channel for you um are you thinking amazon as well eventually uh we're uh, we kind of said
1: no to amazon their fees are so high
0: uh uh, so amazon takes more than walmart these days they do Do they do
1: they i mean but the other thing that and it, it feels like we might be getting off track. But, you know, Walmart just started their, like, whatever their Walmart Prime is called, Walmart Plus, uh, I think is what it's called. Yeah. So they are it's, they're just getting started. I'm not saying their fees won't match. But for okay. now, because they're trying to get started. And if you look at the statistics, I think 33% of Americans are signed up to Walmart or to Amazon Prime. Uh-huh. And like 5% are signed up for this Walmart Plus, and they believe that the numbers, it, not that Walmart will, will necessarily overtake Amazon, but they'll equal out. So it's okay. Uh,
0: okay. looking at
1: them as a competitive
0: platform. Has, has this thing been bootstrapped to this point? You guys just bootstrapped it with, with, with sweat equity and your own cash? How'd you How'd you get to this point?
1: Uh, some of, a lot of bootstrapping. We do have one investor. It's a, it's a not an equity investor. He's actually a debt investor okay. that we met through a, um, accelerator that I did, um, last spring. And so right. he came, he really came through in the clutch because the challenge that we were having was, um, and you, I'm guessing, you know, the state order. So our products are, are made in not all of them, but the pads themselves are made in China by a okay. factory. And so the minimums are pretty high. And so uh, to get all of that paid for in here was a bigger chunk of money than we had. So he really came through for us in that way. And it's, it's allowed us to get started and um, kind of start this marketing ride, which is fun.
0: Uh, okay, very good. So one, so you got a little bit of debt that you took on to get started. One investor, well not, I guess one, one loan to this person. Is it a convertible note or is that too deep? No, no it's,
1: it's no. just, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a very expensive loan.
0: Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I bet it is, <laughs> but, but okay. And then are you, Monica, do you still got your other stuff going, uh, to, to supplement? Are you in this, are you in this full time? Cause I think Dana said she's still teaching. Are you, you're all in Monica?
1: Absolutely. Somebody has got to do it, Steve.
0: <laughs> Dana, are you getting pressure from Monica? Like, Hey, you quit, quit your other stuff. You got to go all in. What's the status there. Is that too sensitive of a question?
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, I'm ready. Like. I um. Actually, out of the classroom, I um. I actually serve as the uh, director of operations at KIPP here in Atlanta.
0: I see. So oh.
2: I am. I, I do love my job. Don't get me wrong, but I am definitely ready to um, devote my full time life. As to- soon
0: as, as soon as, soon as Red Drop can pay you the, pay you enough to make your mortgage <laughs> right. Or, it's or expensive. The-
2: Absolutely. No. <laughs>
1: But I will say the other thing is Dana is really, she is, um, she really is dedicated to her work. She is a, she's an educator's educator. She loves those kids. She, I mean, she works above and beyond. So I mean, as much as she says she wants to leave, she would, she would still be doing something in the educational space, even if she were up with us full time.
0: You know, I'll never forget the look on my wife's face when I came home when I quit my executive job that was paying me north of 200 grand a year. And I came home and said, listen, I think we're going to, we're going to, we're going to go Riderflex Flex all in full time. She looks over and she goes, well, how much is that going to pay us next year? And I, and I said, I'm not sure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I'm ready. If I, I mean, as long as I can just, you know, make sure that- is eaten. I have a group, I mean, I'm ready. I, I really would like to devote, you know, my time.
0: time. Yeah, you got other employees?
2: Oh yeah. I mean, oh no, for Red Drop? No. Yeah,
0: no other, okay. Well they, Linda,
2: there are, there are five
1: of us on our no, team. They're not ones. employees, but we have five on the team. Okay,
0: okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, are they working for some sweat equity? Is there some equity play in there? Absolutely. Okay, that's how I started, that's the same thing. Me and Scott talked to a bunch of people and working for free for some equity. <laughs>
1: you know what it is
0: (laughs) i loved it i loved it yeah for sure okay now so for the listeners uh just to make sure it is it is you couldn't get reddrop.com by the way you couldn't get the url so you had to go with tryreddrop.com. give me the story there
1: the reddrop.com is um it's it's available it's very expensive so at some point we hope to get it but right now we just can't afford it
0: Okay, and the beautiful lady, young lady that's on the video on the, on the that's not your 14 year old daughter. Is it Monica? Does it happen to be? or is that an actress?
1: The one the unboxing?
0: Um, yeah, yeah, no, okay.
1: no, that was that's a that's, that's a, young, a real that's a real customer. Yeah. It's oh, like, oh it did, is. Yeah, she did that on her own.
0: Oh, that's wow. Wow. I know,
1: that's, that is true user generated content.
0: Oh, yeah. how about that? Okay, that's that's even more impressive. Okay.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, all right. Very good. So, but that's the website, right? Try mm-hmm. That's
2: right.
0: And the how much does it cost by the way, the pack?
1: So this pack is $30. And so what it includes is, um, I don't think everything's in here. He's just sitting on my desk, but it includes three sizes of pads. And so one is our, these are daytime pads. Okay. We have nighttime pads. And we have everyday pads. And these are really, I think, what's super revolutionary about um, our pads themselves is that when a girl starts her period, she is not regular. Like a woman is typically on like a 28 day, 29 day, 27, something, some cycle where every month around the same time her period comes. It takes 18 months to two years for that to be true for a little girl. Mm. so in that in between time her period can come in two weeks it can come in three weeks it can come in six weeks so our everyday pads are really they're thin and a little bit smaller than as a woman you know what a panty liner is so it's really small it doesn't show under your clothes but it still absorbs the same amount as two tampons it has wings it's super sticky so if she has pe it's going to stay in place it has um odor control without fragrance because a lot of times these little girls have um sensitive skin and um there's mm-hmm. one other thing I'm forgetting, but uh, my point is that these are actually really special pads. And so there's one of these for every, so there's 30 of these. We also have, and I don't, I didn't, I should have done this, but we have um, what we call it our code red kit,
2: mm-hmm. but it's
1: mm-hmm. an emergency bag that comes pre-packed with pads and wipes and okay. we have wipes. And then we have some special gifts because um, a lot of times a period is looked at as being kind of a chore or a lot. Like,
0: yeah. I like the special gift thing. That's good. Thanks. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's good. Um so you got you spent some time on R&D on this deal. I mean uh two years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, 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 okay, and who's and somebody put money in for that? that well, I mean we some- we we've, we've, we've all
1: put money in. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay, very good. Wow, all right. Yeah, this is not something you, you spent a lot of time on this. Of course it took you 10 year to come 10 years to come around to it. <laughs> yeah, thanks Dana. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's okay. a labor
2: of love. It's a
0: labor of love. And what's the what's the separation of duties between you? Is, you know, is this, does one of you focus on operations, sales, marketing? Like, what's your what's your what's your specialty, Monica?
1: I I'm ops, so my real wheelhouse is supply chain fulfillment and distribution. Um, mm-hmm. And for this particular deal, for now, I've um, between Mike and I, we take in on marketing. In the past, I've hired marketing. The challenge is with this is the branding is so specific that we really wanted to try and get it right before we hired either hired out or hired in for that job.
0: Okay. So
1: from the, from a content standpoint, and from a, um, from a a strategy standpoint, I've taken that on this time too.
0: Okay. And Dana, what's your specialty? What do you love doing?
2: We're doing, uh, I'm working on PR, social media. Okay.
0: Okay. All right. We're trying to get your following. What's your following on Facebook right now?
2: Or, Not well, I don't where know. we want it. Not no. where we want okay. it, but we're
0: okay. working. Yeah. Do, of course, do the teenage girls use Facebook these days? I don't know. What what what's No, you know? we're
2: really pushing um Insta and um Twitter okay. and working on developing a TikTok, which
0: Hey, you know, hey, listen, I'm I'm 53 <laughs> and Ryder Flex has a TikTok channel. So I mean, you know, go go where the fuck go where the go where the eyeballs are. That's the key.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I have to talk to my own teenage daughter and my 22 year old, like talk to me about TikTok.
0: Like,
2: <laughs> yeah. What is I mean, that?
0: Yeah. You know, wherever you can get followers. Okay. Very good. Let me ask you a couple of uh, as we, cause we, as we get towards the end here, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's a special thing to be an entrepreneur, right? In so many ways, it's mm-hmm. very rewarding yet also stressful and scary as hell. All at the same time, it's this weird, emotional bag, right, that you carry around. You're, you're excited and scared to death all at the same time. Um, what's been the toughest thing so far, Dana, for you? If you had to identify a couple of hurdles or pick one in particular, talk to me about a, a scary, a tough moment that you might want to share where you just had to kind of push through it.
2: Um, I think the scariest thing would be thinking that my dream would die
0: with me. Hmm. Ooh, that's pretty powerful. Right? Mm. Not getting it out there in time.
2: Mm -hmm. And knowing that even though I was reaching, you know, some some girls within my reach, you know, that it was going to literally just stay within my box Mm. outside of my box.
0: And now you're feeling pretty good because it's getting the message is getting out there. And now of course, you probably have now you're anxious to get it out there further and faster.
2: Yeah, it ain't just, and just because I know that it'll change the lives of, or impact the lives of girls
0: mm-hmm.
2: and the lives of their own daughters and their
0: granddaughters. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty powerful. I like that. Mm-hmm. What, ha- what happens when you and Monica have, uh, if you're debating about something, I don't know, let's just pick something, the logo or a color on the website or whatever the, you know, some small thing, what happens when you guys are debating something, you flip a coin or what do you do?
2: We talk it out.
0: Just talk, just, just talk it out. Okay.
2: Yeah. I mean, but we do have two, I mean, three other, uh, people that we oh. talk
0: through. Right, that's right that's right it's not like just there mm-hmm. is one of the co-founder you said and by the mm-hmm. way having three co- three co-founders and is handy especially if there's a voting thing then there's an easy tiebreaker
2: <laughs> i mean we 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 i don't know we we literally talk it out like okay. we do.
1: yeah no we're, old, wanna... we're older steve old. and the other thing is i think that um everybody kind of for the most part, I mean, there's probably been one or two times, but we kind of stay in our lane. So, I mean, for okay. like marketing thing, like, like you said, like a logo or a color thing, I don't want to say I don't care, but it's like <laughs> I'm just not that invested in it. So, if it's something that's really important to Dana or to Mike or, I mean, Mark or Jared probably don't have much of an opinion, but like if they really feel strongly about something, I'm like I'm fine with that.
0: Got Gotcha. Yeah. I feel I feel the same. By the way, I'm the ops person in our relationship uh, with my co-founder Monica, and Scott is the sales and marketing and colors and all the rest of it. <laughs> I, I'm the same way. Monica, uh, you know, you've started a few things now, so you've, you're basically a serial entrepreneur since since your career started. Almost pretty much, right? Yes, that's true. So, for the listeners of this show, aspiring entrepreneurs that have an idea that want to start something, but they haven't. They haven't uh, opened the door yet and walked down the path. What do you want to tell those people today? What, what advice would you share with them?
1: Um, I would say, keep your day job. Um, I would also say that it's because things always take longer and cost more than you anticipate. Right. Like, you know, you, but man, you know that Steve. So yeah. um, those just to keep your sanity. And then, But the other side of it is that to Dana's point, um, there are a lot of really good ideas in the cemetery. So I think it's important to at least try.
0: Right. You don't want to have those regrets, right? I mean, how many times have you talked to an older person and, and they're telling you about the regrets in life? I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that. I mean, I'm sure we'll all have some, but... Yeah. You don't want to wait till it's too late before you try something. I just talked to a friend of mine. He's got to be, I don't know. I think he's 68 years old and he called me with another business idea. And I, and, and this guy's got plenty of money. He lives in Sarasota. Like he's a millionaire already. And, and he lives, he's got a house on the beach and he calls me with this. He's got this other idea and he's talking to me. I'm like, Scott, I'm like, what? what why are you doing like why are you even talking to me about this he's like hey listen man he goes i'm getting older he goes i don't want any regrets i I don't want any regrets i want to go for every single thing i can go for while i'm breathing and i'm here and i you know you got to respect that i love that Um, dana if you had to put your core purpose in life into a sentence what would that sound like not including family for a minute so let's set family aside for a second. What is what is Dana's core purpose if you had to put it in a sen- sentence or so?
2: Um well, <laughs> I actually have like this mantra that I say, okay. is, um serve, lead, inspire.
0: Mm, I like it.
2: Um and I I have it in that order because I feel like if you do it in that order then it works.
0: Ooh, I like it. I like it. That's good. That's powerful. Yeah. Monica, for you, if you had to call the young lady coming out of Howard, how old were you then? 21 or so? I don't know. Graduated.
1: I was 22, I think.
0: If you had to call that 22 year old woman coming out of Howard, what would you tell her today, knowing what you know?
1: Don't go to med school.
0: Really? Seriously? Would you, save, would you you'd save the money? Like save the money? Absolutely.
1: Do you know how much, how expensive that is? Excuse me, how expensive that is? Uh,
0: yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing a lot. Uh, hundreds a of thousands, of hundreds of thousands. Yes.
1: But I mean, the other, I mean, the only way, the way I assuage myself is that um, med school did teach me good decision making, because a good doctor, at the end of the day, is just a decision maker. You go in with a problem, you tell them what's wrong in their head, they build a differential diagnosis or a list of things that it could be, and they start ticking off what it could be based on other questions, tests that they run. Mm-hmm. And at some point, you hope you get an ultimate diagnosis and then a treatment. So life in some ways is very similar. We're always faced with decisions and what is a good process for making decisions. So is
0: it, is it worth getting your MBA and all that these days when you can just Google everything? I mean, that we could probably do a no whole a whole nother. Episode on that topic.
1: Uh, I oh I don't have my MBA. Um, so, but well, what I will tell you, especially for it seems like for people of color, MBA really allows you to have the network. Network. To, um, gotcha. to, especially for entrepreneurial activities, you have access to people with yep. capital, access to people that are interested in seeing different ideas grow and thrive. And it's I will say it's very difficult if you don't have that background.
0: I couldn't agree more. I I believe that college these days is really for the networking the soft skills to, to mm-hmm. your point you know decision making people skills how to handle personality situations all of that is what's just so critical i think right um you just learn all of those things and so it's probably still worth it for that um i know that uh of course i when i was in school i know how much i learned but i had a really good time
1: (laughs) (laughs) i think i think you got some good soft skills down here steve
0: (laughs) well i appreciate it congratulations (laughs) on what you guys have done so far i mean really seriously congrats i love the idea
1: thank you thank you
0: my wife's a fan apparently it definitely (laughs) is needed uh and and i we didn't talk about this but not a lot of competition right so you know i don't i don't i don't think so you're ahead of the you're ahead of the curve
1: in some way so what we've what we have found just in I would say the last year there are five new first period kits and okay. so a lot of companies are coming out with um kits for girls for their first period I would say that the products and the stuff kind of varies in terms of what's appropriate for girls and what isn't mm-hmm. but I would say um, you know like whether it's great or bad for us I think it's great for girls that at least people are really paying attention to that yeah. to this very important transition
0: well competition yeah. competition is a good thing I mean hey somebody you know you get acquired and then you do buy that beach house in Sarasota
1: well <laughs> yes or, or Tahiti
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for being on the Rider Flex podcast I really appreciate it oh,
1: thank, thank you for you having so much, us Steve. this has been yeah. a lot of fun
0: If you think today's tip or guest interview can help someone you know, please share this with them. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our channel and hit the like button. The RiderFlex podcast features entrepreneurs, business executives, and the stories behind how they got there, as well as daily tips on career advice and job interviewing. You can visit RiderFlex.com to learn more about us and get information and pricing on the recruiting and consulting services we provide. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day.